Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program. The no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Kim Brady with Kim Brady Business Coaching. Welcome, Kim. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Lee. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about your practice. How are you serving folks? Well, I currently, it's COVID rules. So in our world here in California, we were doing everything online. I do one-to-one coaching for former athletes or people who are athletically minded going into the entrepreneurial pursuits or shifting gears to find more kind of purpose and fulfillment in their, in their work life. And then uh, how did you fall into this niche? By pure accident in some ways. So my path and journey was kind of different than some folks, but I was a division, division one collegiate athlete and wanted to be a therapist growing up. And so instead of competing after college, I went straight to grad school and got my graduate degree and became a family therapist. And for about seven, eight years, I worked with abused and neglected children and worked in the field with law enforcement, with community agencies, et cetera, to help uh, different children in, in the community. And I left that field, moved from California to Michigan, worked there, Michigan to Colorado, and quit everything that I had studied. And I wanted to figure out how to use my quote unquote people degree and make some money because you don't make any money as a social worker. I'm sure people are aware of that. And so I got into sales and over time, I just didn't feel that I was finding my path or my journey through that sales process. I could only stay in various companies for two or three years and just didn't really quite fit. And then in 2010, my nephew and I had a long conversation and I wanted to know how to help him and, and figure out he was 19 and figure out what he wanted to do. And, and he's like, you know what, Aunt Kim, you've, you've always supported me, but you're miserable. Why should I listen to what you're doing? He saw his aunt who had done all these things was working in corporate America and just was absolutely miserable. And because of that mirror put in front of my face, I decided to quit corporate America three weeks later. And I started my own company six weeks after that. And over the past 10 years, I built a cleaning company located in Denver, Colorado, and successfully sold that company a year ago this week, actually, right before COVID hit, after 10 years of business. And so with that pivot and with that shift, I, over the past couple of years, working absentee from California to Denver, I was helping other business coaches and helping them grow their own small businesses. And so once once I sold my company, I knew I needed to figure out something else to do. And my favorite thing is to help others succeed. So whether it's my nephew, whether it's the kids that I coach, or whether it's other business owners, it just was a natural fit for me to take all those skill sets to become an athletically minded business coach is what I call myself. Now, um, for those people who aren't um, kind of maybe familiar with business coaching and how that differs from maybe athletic coaching, can you explain um, your role 
And and is there parallels? Like you've been coached at the highest levels. Are, are there things that you're doing that uh, transfer, or is it the is the structure similar? Like how how do you kind of um, leverage your past to help your future? Excellent question. There are definite parallels, which is something that when I built my cleaning company, I viewed it very similarly to soccer principles. I had never taken a business class. I had to figure out how to build a company and how to build a team without understanding true business philosophies. So I basically put myself back in the school of hard knocks and started my company just using soccer principles. And as a manager or a coach, you need some of your star athletes. You need the players who come in off the bench, which could be your on-call staff. You need people who are wonderful technicians at very specific things that they do. And then you surround yourself with experts. So you'll surround yourself with with sports psychologists, for example, at a high level um, athletic endeavor. Whereas in business, I surrounded myself with a phenomenal attorney, a phenomenal CPA, a phenomenal financial advisor. And then I surrounded myself with what I called my own personal board of advisors. And these were other people who were successful as small business owners or successful in their military career or successful in their in their athletic career. And those were my beacons of light, as I called them. And they were the ones that truly helped me identify all the systems and processes that I needed to put into place to build my company, to grow it, to have eight employees and be a multi six figure business year over year. So there's definite parallels to that. And I also hired three business coaches during specific times of growth and profitability within my company for the, for 10 years. So once an athlete, always an athlete. Now, when you're working with athletically minded folks, does your coaching work best if that person has a background maybe in team sports or um, can you work with somebody that was in in an individual sport like tennis or boxing or um, uh, golf? Even in individual sports, there's still a team of people around those folks. Mindset training and specific mindsets such as grit or perseverance or resilience or removing obstacles or identifying structure or systems and using your discipline to work through times when you're not motivated, to work through times when you're struggling, to recognize your strengths and to also minimize your deficiencies. I like to double down on their strengths and how do we minimize their deficiencies. And, and those can be applied to individual individual sports as well as, as team sports. We all succeed in life with other people. So now when you're working with um, a business owner, and you're helping them kind of, um, you know, kind of leverage their strengths and minimize their weaknesses. How how difficult is that when you have somebody that's an athlete that is, you know, I can do this. This is on me. I can carry the team. Like I was the star, so I can, you know, uh, I can, I can just give me the ball and everybody get out of my way. Um, when in a lot of businesses, one of the blind spots or one of the gaps is that ability to delegate and to, even though you might do it better, it might be better if somebody else did it. Absolutely. I think, I think athletes in many ways are ego driven. I think most people in general are ego driven. We're always in a position of what's in it for me, every one of us. Um, when you get I've coached some pretty star athletes. I have also been the player who was never the star. 
So I think it's important to be able to teach how to delegate and to be willing. Do you want, you know, you can challenge For example, you can challenge a leader who's like, I'm wearing all seven hats. I have two employees. I'm constantly busy. I don't know how to do all this, but I'm afraid to let go of this because I don't want them to screw up. And sport is all about failing repeatedly over and over and over and getting better at that thing you failed at. And we can make mistakes in business and build on them. Having a perfectionistic attitude and feeling like you're the best at everything all the time is not going to work. And there, no matter how high level you are, there are times when you need other people around you, when you aren't the best at everything. And so using those analogies is really beneficial. It's important to be willing to allow those around you to succeed. Micromanagement does not work in most places. And so if you hire people to do a job, you have to give them the tools to succeed. So I really work with people on those arenas of how do you let go of an area that you aren't very comfortable in? Or how do you put your ego aside to really give the tools and the, and the, the, the systems and the processes to your staff to make you better? So it's, it's definitely a process and it's something I can, I can address pretty well. Now, the flip side of this, <clears throat> the flip side of this uh, from an athlete standpoint is that they have some superpowers. What are some of the ways that you help them leverage some of the superpowers that they can bring to the table as an athlete or former athlete? Typically, those superpowers are really elite athletes have something in common. They want to win. And that drive and that want to win is something that you can channel when you hit pitfalls in business. And the other part of it is when I talk with former athletes or I have um, I had a bunch of female athletes come and speak to some of my kids during COVID when we weren't able to go on a soccer field. And the girls were asking the guest speakers, what were your favorite memories of sport? And these are some high level athletes and people on national team, people who are, who are collegiate coaches and the memories that they have are being with their teammates or celebrating those wins with those teammates. And if you can find ways to replicate those wins and that team environment in the business world, it's not always about the money. It's about the success and what they define success as being. And so tapping into what those goals are, what those dreams are, and tapping into what their passions are now that they're no longer on, on the field or in the water or on the tennis court, et cetera, when you can really hone in on what those dreams are for them, you tap into that inner athlete again, and then they're driving and striving to win in business. And so that's my job as a coach to, to kind of hold their feet to the fire, as well as to dive deep and figure out what those dreams really, really are now. Who are they now? And where do we channel that now? So I think that those are, are pretty um, universal across most athletes. Now, any advice for the folks out there that are building something, whether it's their own coaching practice or their own business, uh, regarding kind of capturing that culture of team? Like, are there some things they can be doing or some do's and don'ts of how to kind of have a healthy culture regarding, uh, you know, creating that team environment and getting everybody to, to be on board and kind of rowing the same way? Yeah, I think that there are probably three things. One, go all in. You can't build a business halfway. You really have to go all in and be willing to surround yourself with people bigger, better, faster, stronger than you. 
I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be surrounded by people who are constantly teaching me. And the third thing is you have a creativity that is internally yours and that's your uniqueness. That's your unicorn syndrome is what I call it. Tap into that piece of it and make it yours. Be as fully authentic and 100% you as possible because there's enough to go around. I am more competitive with myself than I am with other people. I love seeing other people succeed. And so the more that I get the knowledge and the learning and the experience, et cetera, and helping others, the more I want to see other people succeed. So always be learning. Now, uh, walk me through what it looks like to when you're onboarding a new client. Um, what is that first conversation? What are, are you just trying to find a kind of fit or are you trying to solve a problem or try to identify a problem at that early stage? And then, you know, what does that engagement look like when someone's working with you? Well, I'm a relationship oriented person. And this is a long term relationship with people coaching in on the field or in the business is is something about relationship. And so I want to identify through an onboarding call through through an informational call where I'm really understanding what is it that they're wanting and whether or not I can be that person to provide them the tools to gain that whatever that is. So it could be that they're wanting to start a business and they don't know how it could be that they've already started a company, but they don't know how to hire employees. But at the end of the day, it's always about building a relationship. So I want to take, I'll take a two hour call just to make sure that that initial conversation is truly going to be a good relationship going forward. They're investing in me to help them be the best that they can be. I'm going to invest my time, effort, and energy in really understanding who they are and what they want. And my job is to help them get there. And part of your job is to ask good questions, right? Yes. And is that something that um, if they've never had business coaching, is that something that you kind of have to manage their expectations around that you're there to help them solve their own problems, but, you know, kind of nudge them and hold them accountable? Yeah. Facilitating them their own inner answers is basically what coaching is. You know, I've been a therapist and people want to work through certain things in their past and go through all that. Coaching is a meeting you where you're at. And coaching requires lots and lots and lots of questions. And so even before someone gets on the phone with me, when they set up an appointment, I have a list of questions that they need to fill out before we'll even get on the phone so that I have a general understanding of what they're wanting. And they have an understanding that this is a, this is an investment in them and that we can move forward. So it, it really is a process of a whole bunch of questions, homework each week, following up with that managing hurdles, coming back and reevaluating and re and asking more questions going forward. So there really is this relationship dynamic with that. It's not just me providing answers. I don't have all the answers. I just hopefully can guide them to gaining their own. Now, um, how difficult of a transition is it for an athlete who, you know, kind of enjoys that roar of the crowd and then they move into a business world where that you know there is that that isn't there anymore. There's still victories. There's still you know the grind and all that, but there isn't that kind of adoration from the public that they might might have gotten in their you know former athletic career. Absolutely. When I talk to people about the the ten years in in owning my own business, the the those big hurrah moments, those victories, you recreate 
as a business owner. And some of it is celebrating with your team and creating career paths for people's success within your company. It is literally creating the atmosphere that you want, that you desire, which was part of the reason why in corporate America, corporate America chases after athletes big time because they want them in sales. They want them in those environments and then they want to build those teams. But ultimately, they're constantly chasing these quotas. When people get into their own business and they have their own entrepreneurial spirit, it still is something that you need to surround yourself with other people who can celebrate your successes with you. Find people you can share the small wins and the big wins and and be willing to listen to your people and celebrate them. I always told my my friends it was one thing when I had a success for myself in the beginning of my business. It was another when my employees were coming back and sharing positive experiences they had with clients, ideas that they wanted to bring to the table, that they were helping build the company from within. And I used to call my my group Team LBC. It was an acronym for the company name for my business that I built. And so they were a team. It's we before me. And I think that those accomplishments can be recreated. Those successes can definitely be recreated and you kind of have to build it in your own sport of your business. Now for you, um, is, do you still get that same rush? Is it the, does it feel the same or similar when you were on that, uh, soccer field and celebrating a win or, or as heartbreaking as a loss is? Uh, you know, when you're working with, a client and they have a win or they have a loss or you personally have a win or a loss or even the, the kids that you now, you know, you still coach in soccer. Do all those, they, they're, they're, they might be the same activity, but is that feeling that rush the same after all these years? 100%. That gut feeling of nerves that I had when I would step on the pitch to play soccer, I still have when I coach. I want to be the best coach I can be for the kids that I'm coaching. I want to be the best boss that I could be for my employees that I have. So there's always a nervousness. I never really felt that I had employees. I felt that I was providing jobs to others. There's a big amount of responsibility that comes with business ownership. And just as much as you're carrying the weight of a team, if you're a star player, you're carrying those players with you. You're bringing them with you. You're not, you're not beating them up. You're bringing them up. And That's the same feeling in a business. It's the only thing that actually replicated that feeling for me of being a high level athlete was owning my own company. I couldn't replicate that on on the corporate um, realm as a salesperson. I couldn't really replicate that as a therapist. Um, But as a coach and a business owner, those feelings for me personally are completely duplicated. They're just on a different playing field. And it all kind of starts with the mindset, right? 100%. Because if you don't believe that you can succeed at something, you're not going to. And when I first started my business way back when, people were asking me, are you kidding? You're, you're going to start your own company? And I go, I don't have any other choice. I want to. I'm going to do it. And my nephew was living with me at the time. He came and lived with me. And I built a company from scratch, not only because I wanted to, but because I had to. There were no other options. There's that there's that phrase of, of business ownership and entrepreneurship is jumping out of the plane and building the, the parachute on the way down. And I don't really feel it's that risky <laughs> to, to you're not going to you're not going to die if your business fails. Um, but it really is an important mindset of ownership, owning the process, owning owning the tasks 
making sure that you're willing to give 80 to 100 hours a week when you're first starting to really devoting that. And I think a lot of athletes know what that takes. They know what it takes to compete at a high level. They've done it before. So it's very replicatable. You can transfer those skill sets. Now, is there a story you can share? Don't name any names, but somebody that maybe came to you that was frustrated. Maybe they had success on the field and they weren't having that success and they needed kind of your guidance to help them get to the next level in business? Sure. There, when I was, when I was owning my own company, I worked in, I was in a networking group and we all help one another and work on things with other people. And just as much as people mentored me, I was willing to mentor others. So one of my colleagues, he wanted to, he had purchased a window cleaning company and from someone else. And he just didn't know how to step out of the technical work of that and how to, to hire employees. And so I just spent some time with him, talked with him about all the things that he wanted to do. And I just showed him how I did it because someone else had taught me what they did and gave me the information. It's just, how do you do that and support someone through the process? It's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's just a matter of helping someone believe that they can solve the problems that are facing them. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what is the website? Uh, KimBradyBusinessCoaching.com. And they can go there and they can uh, learn more about you and then uh, maybe get a hold of you and maybe have that first conversation. They can book an initial consultation with me through my website. They can also find me on LinkedIn as well. It's Kim Brady on LinkedIn. And I'm more than happy to to chat with with folks who who really want to learn a little bit more about business ownership and what it would be like to work with me as their coach. Good stuff. Well, you're doing important work and we appreciate you, Kim. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story today. You bet. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Mm-hmm.